Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Dream Life Loading Podcast. I'm Sky, and I'm Susan. How are you today, Sky? I feel literally speechless today. Susan is as we're recording this. It is our launch day for the Dream Life Summer Challenge, and the support we've been getting and the feedback we've been getting is more than we ever could have imagined. And it's just it feels like Christmas morning. And I know we said yesterday it was like it's Christmas Eve, like it's about to happen. And just being able to have seen this manifestation come to life is the coolest thing ever. So I'm, I'm riding such a high today. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so humbled and grateful and excited because we've worked so hard. This has been in the process since February or March, and it has just been a whirlwind. Like it has changed, evolved and grown in every way possible. And it's just become something so beautiful. And I'm so excited to honestly go on this journey with a whole new community. We did this a year ago and now we're doing it again. And this time it's structured, it's organized, it's designed on purpose. And I'm just really, really proud of what we've created. And I'm so excited to share it with everyone. I'm I'm just so grateful that we've both, like, like we said earlier, like everything that's happened has been in our favor to get to this point and being able to find like our niche and finding our people and our community and finding exactly what gives us the most joy. And in return, then gives our customers the best product with the most, the best outcome is just like, I'm so grateful that we've had the opportunity to do this. And it's only the beginning. Yeah. And honestly, as wonderful as today has been, we've both dealt with anxiety and a little self-doubt and some imposter syndrome today, which is honestly perfect because we're talking about self-acceptance today. And that's what we've been using to combat all of the honestly like scary emotions that go with success and change. So I'm really excited to jump into this because I mean, we had a 15 minute walk more like 25 minute conversation before we hopped onto this. Um, And it's just really exciting to see how you can ground yourself within yourself when everything kind of feels out of your control. Absolutely. I think it's so funny because we originally picked to do this topic after last week's episode on body image. It was like, all right, so we've talked about body image. Now let's talk about how to like really accept yourself. And then today with everything that's been happening, which is all so amazing, we can flip it and use self-acceptance and talk about it with so many different examples and situations. So universe always, it always knows what it's doing. So I think it's perfect. It's the perfect topic for today. I had actually, I was thinking, I was walking up the stairs with my iced tea and I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, we talked about body image last week. And I was like, honestly, self-acceptance is being comfortable in your skin, but it's not necessarily your physical skin. It is accepting like what you were born with, honestly, like a big thing for me was appreciating the natural gifts I had, like being able to communicate and write. Because I remember in preschool, everyone loved, we would get like book, like workbooks and everyone loved the math ones and they could like zoom through them really fast and they loved it. And I was like, nah, dog, that is not for me. But I loved writing and I was really good at writing. And I remember a lot of people didn't like writing and they like dread it or they'd make comments like, oh, I don't want to write. And I just like loved it. And I was never embarrassed of writing necessarily, but I think my skill in it just gave me the confidence to not worry about it. But there are some things that like, if you have an interest in it or a passion in it, like don't let other people like deter you from it. And I think that's a big part of self-acceptance is understanding what you have, appreciating what you have and know that it's valuable. Like it's, those are the three like keys to success right there. If you just work with what you have. Absolutely. I'm going to use our YouTube here as an example, because 
four years. I mean, I've followed YouTubers. I feel like I've been following YouTubers since like vlogging on YouTube became a thing. Mm-hmm. We were in like middle school. I've always watched. Yeah. And my dad and my mom both always were like, why don't you start a YouTube channel? Like, why don't you do this? Like, you're so passionate about it. And even I was the kid that I know you must have been the same way, like on iMovie, like recording myself doing like fake hauls. And my yeah. mom was like, why don't you do this? Like, and I was like, oh, like, no, that's not for me because I was worried I didn't accept myself or I didn't accept myself enough that people not accepting me was going to break me and ruin me. Yeah. So. I wasted like 10 years when I could have been doing that and doing something that clearly I love. And clearly I knew I loved back then because I wouldn't have been watching that and like wishing that that could be me. And yeah, I had to learn to accept myself. And now we come on here once a week and it's like, we don't even think twice if someone's out there like, and they don't like it, then that's fine because we like what we do. But that getting there, like that's so 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 difficult like being able to just block yeah. that little voice like we were even saying earlier we we're calling her a she like the little like she's pesky and she's she's hard to turn off yeah and that's also like the like for me it's the people pleaser so I was like worried that people wouldn't like what I was doing like a lot with writing actually because I published my first book when I was what 19 yeah I think it was 19. um and I remember being worried, like, oh, people might not like what I have to say. Guess what? If they don't like what I have to say, they're not going to buy my book. And that's fine. That's totally okay. And just being grounded in the fact that, you know, we love what we've created or you love what you created. And that's all you need to know. Yep. Absolutely. I think, and I mean, what you're talking about is re- like self-respect. And I think that's a huge yeah. piece of self-acceptance is if you respect yourself, you're not going to take shit from other people. And that's really what it comes down to is if you aren't giving yourself the respect that you deserve, then chances are you're not going, you're going to take the disrespect from other people too. So you kind of have to take that moment to realize like, what do I deserve and what don't I deserve? And that's your new bare minimum is, and it starts with the way you respect yourself. And like it, these, these episodes go so well together because if it's the same with body image, like you're going to put out the example of how you're going to be treated and self-respect is the best way to show that. Yeah. I can't, I'm going to mess up the wording of this, but it was very something along the lines of something Chris Jenner said, like, if you, if they're saying no, you're talking to the wrong person, but this was, um, something along the lines of if they don't understand what you're saying, whether it's about something you created about yourself, whatever, if they don't understand it and you have to explain it and then they're still not accepting it, cut your losses. Like just don't waste your time with people who don't, don't understand. And it's probably because you're not on the same level. I'm not saying you're better than someone or they're less than you, but you guys just aren't in the same spot. So you're not going to understand like here, you know, like you're here and they're here just to not even try and do like the better or worse scenario. Right. Right. Yep. And I think that goes a lot for self-acceptance because there's parts of my life that like some people just do not understand mm-hmm. and it, that's okay, but I'm not going to change the way I live my life so that they understand it. Yep. Like if they don't get it and I've tried to explain it to them, I've done what I could. They've done what they could and we just couldn't meet in the middle and that's okay. I think the Shay Mitchell um, interview on Caller Daddy two weeks ago or a couple weeks ago was a perfect example of that because that woman, Shay Mitchell is so independent and like so grounded in her ways. And honestly, that episode inspired me so much to just be like, 
okay. And like, I know I have a very different lifestyle than she does, but I still was like, I respected so much just how she presented herself and how she's like, this, this is what it is. Like, this is me take it or leave it. And I think honestly, since watching that episode, I've approached so many different situations differently because you can be bold in the way you live your life and still accept other people living their lives very differently from you. And I think that's just the most beautiful thing. And you can apply that to anything. I And I think it begins with accepting yourself to then accept yeah. that others are going to be different. And that's a, that's a yeah. huge thing. There's so, so many different situations of judgment and putting each other down. And I like how many different times have your parents said this to you? Like if someone puts you down, they're like, well, it's like, the way people treat you is usually the way they feel about themselves. So if someone's putting you down, it's like the mirror is it's actually how they feel about themselves. So I think with that Shay Mitchell episode, like that was maybe the best call her daddy episode ever. Like the way that woman, and you said this best, like the way she took over that interview and was like, I run this show and like, this is who I am. And I thought I was an independent person. And then I watched that episode. It was like, well, apparently (laughs) there's a lot I could be doing. even there were aspects of that that I like parts of Shay Mitchell's life I did not agree with. And we both said it was like, yeah, like I wouldn't necessarily do it that way. But you know what? That's awesome. Like, thank God we're not the same person. And that's what makes everyone unique. And I think that is the basis of self-acceptance is like, I like what I'm doing and I like what she's doing, even though they're completely different things. And like, I completely yeah. respect what Shay Mitchell does and I love it for her but I don't want it for me. Even if I did, that's perfectly fine. You know what I mean? And like, I'm sure there's aspects of Shay Mitchell's life that we would absolutely yeah. love to have. <laughs> but being able to accept who we are and what we have and look at others and feel that acceptance without feeling like the need to compare or the need to, uh, the jealousy is a huge part of that too. And just being able to like be content and be content in yeah. your own little bubbles. And I think the other thing is like understanding, like, let's say I have a friend that I'm trying to explain, like dream life loading, mm-hmm. for example, I'm trying to explain it to them. And they're just not understanding it. Either they don't want to, or they can't, they're not in a place where they can understand it. And that's okay. But I'm um, not understanding something does not have to convert into anger. And I think that's where I find that I get frustrated the most. So like if I'm explaining something and someone just not getting it, I get mad or then I question like, is there something wrong with it? And if you like, if you did something well, or you're living your life the way you want to, you're not doing anything wrong. You're not hurting anyone. Then it doesn't matter. And you don't have to be mad about it. And I know that's something that I still work on a day on a daily basis. Like when someone doesn't understand what I'm saying, I just like go off the deep end or I question did I, am I doing it wrong? Does it not even make sense? But just because it doesn't make sense for one person doesn't mean it's not going to make sense to one other person, if that makes sense. It does. And it makes too much sense because this is a conversation we were having earlier. And it's, it, I, I'm like sitting here smirking because it's like, I really, we need to hear that because it's so hard to not focus on the negative. And I think maybe coming from us, that's like a shock to hear because I think we try very hard to be positive and promote very gratitude and positivity. But that's not to say that it's not, that's, that's a daily battle of like reframe your thinking to focus on the positive. Mm-hmm. That's not an easy thing to do. And it's something that I'm, I don't know if you're the same, but it's definitely like 
I think you were just saying, it's like, it's very hard to stay on that mindset because for whatever reason, focusing on the negative is so much easier. And so you might get like one person that says, I don't like what you're doing, or I don't understand what you're doing. And there's a hundred people standing next to them that are like, but I love what you're doing. And your brain is going 100% to focus on that one person. I think that's, I think our brains love contrast. And I think negativity is quite literally addictive. I think you get sucked into it. I know. And it's kind of like when you buy a red car and then you start seeing that red car everywhere, you see one negative thing and then you're going to see another and another and another. And I think self-acceptance is one of those things you said, like, it's a battle every day. It's a battle every thought. Like if you, I know this morning I'd have one negative thought and then I'd be like, okay, no, like I'm going to address this right now. And then I'd make it probably five, 10 minutes. And then I'd have another anxious thought come in. I'm like, nope. Okay. We're going to address, like, we're going to pause what we're doing. We're going to address this because I want to process this in my time so that I actually deal with it and that I'm not letting it build up and then just exploding over something that doesn't even matter. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's way easier said than done, which I think I'm a broken We say this all the time, but it really is. And I think, yeah, I, I don't even know what else to say on that tangent because it's 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 so difficult, but it's so important. And I think something I try and do too is reminding, like sometimes those negative comments are gonna be people that just like are trolls in real life or on the internet, whatever it is. And they just, they are doing it because it's how they feel about themselves, like the whole mirror thing. But then there's sometimes where someone may, might say something that might have some truth behind it. And you can either let that beat you down or you can let it, fire you up and use that negative comment as fuel to go and be like, I mean, your haters are your motivators. And it's really the truth because they're going to motivate you. Like if there's a little bit of truth in what they're saying, or even if there's not, you're going to prove it to yourself to be 15 times better than the person you were before or the person that they think you are. And again, Mm -hmm. like you're not here to like make your haters feel better and to like prove your haters anything, but you're proving yourself, proving it to yourself. As for comments, I mean, the more they interact with your content, the more the algorithm is going to eat it up. So there's also that cute little benefit to it. But And even in real life, too, like the more people and I mean, this is so difficult. But if you have people beating you down, like it's just more look at it. I mean, this is hard, but look at it as opportunity. Like you continue, you're able to prove yourself to these people. Like if. Yeah. There's no way to second guess yourself if you're constantly telling people how sure you are and how proud you are of what you're doing. And it's just, if your brain's going to hear that, it's just going to like amp you up more. And then slowly you're going to listen to the, those comments less. And you're just going to focus on the self-acceptance you're putting into your own head. Yeah. And I think the other thing is like, you can, I remember I went, so I went to college for teaching and I knew deep down that that's not what, I, even in college, I knew that that wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. So that's felt like the safest bet. And I think a big part of it was I didn't want to disappoint anyone. And it takes a long time before you can realize that like self-acceptance is being your own validator and like getting that approval from yourself. Um, needless to say, however, because there are fine lines with this and I don't I got sucked into the Vanderpump Rules drama. Thank you, Caller Daddy podcast again. Um, And I watched the reunion. Long story short, this couple have been together for a long time. This one girl cheats on her best friend 
with her best friend's boyfriend. So messed up. So any besides the fact she's talking in the interview and she's just like, I was done people pleasing. I was only, I was only trying to please myself. And it's like, no, like there is lines that we can't cross when it comes to self-approval and stop people pleasing. Because I think that all three do go hand in hand, but there are boundaries like with anything and just trying to identify like where your boundary is and then how much approval can you give yourself, you know, and finding that, finding the limits of it. Yeah, for sure. One thing I always think of with self-acceptance, this is, I mean, obviously a very new situation. So I think I keep going back to it was making the choice to move to Italy post-grad. Mm-hmm. I think I had been a person that always followed like the one path. That my my parents have always been very accepting and obviously they yeah. were accepting with this move as well. But I was always following that like line that I assumed was the right thing to do. Like you go high school and then I went to college and it was like I'm on this path and then I was assuming in my head that I was going to move to a city and graduate with a job and move into an apartment and do it that way and when it became clear my junior year that I was gonna switch gears and do something different no one in my life was really against that and it Mm -hmm. was me inside that I was like well this is wrong. That is, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. And I should be graduating with a full-time job and I should be doing this, this, and this. And it was like, who's telling you that that's what you should be doing. And I was really, really lucky that no one in my life was really telling me that I no. like, I think I was, I was on the outside. I was confident enough that no one was going to dare to tell me to do any different, but on the inside, it was like, is this the right thing to be doing? Like, this is really going on a very different path and like it's risky and it's not what I had spent years assuming that I was going to be doing. And so I was dealing with not even outside doubt, but self-doubt. And I had to turn that self-doubt into acceptance and like, this is what I want to do. And that's, that's enough. Like it, it's different from yeah. what I want and that's a good thing. So that's been like, not a daily struggle at this point. I think I've gotten better at like being accepting of that, but there's still moments 100% where I'm like, is this the right thing to be doing and like questioning that decision? Cause it was obviously a huge change. Uh, you probably remember this, but I had like a full on identity crisis probably three months after the wedding. And I was, I remember sending this voice memo to you and I was like, I'm a wife, I'm a wife. And I just kept repeating it over and over and over again with like slightly different tones. But like, I was convinced that I was like, Let's make this clear, though. I love my husband. and I'm very happily married. That had nothing to do with him. It was the fact that I was like, I just did like the row of events that I thought I was supposed to do. I was like, and I freaked out because I was like, oh, my God, like I did it all right. But it feels like weird. Like I I, are right. That's not that that's the right way of doing things. But it was what I had pictured in my head. And I I think the other part of this was that I had done the exact same thing. I had followed through on the steps that I thought I was going to take with my career. And then I did my career for a year and I was done. And I think I had that experience kind of correlated with going through the motions. And I was like, oh, my God, like, what did I just do? So Sky picked up the voice memo and said, you're happily married. Like, you're spiraling out of control. I don't mean to be like... I'm not trying to be rude, but like, you need to just cut the shit because you're fine. You're happy. I think you're overreacting. And I was like, oh, okay. Like that's what I literally needed her to be like, you're spiraling out of control. Like, let's just stop doing this. And that was all it took. And I have not had an episode like that since. 
And I remember exactly where I was when that voice memo came in. I remember, like, I, I can picture it because it was like a huge moment for you. And as your friend, I obviously wanted to. And that's, I mean, that's actually a whole nother topic too, is like, I know our friendship well enough that I knew I could push and say that, but there's obviously situations where people aren't going to be as responsive to that tough life, you know, but it was like, this was what you needed to hear. And fortunately I was, my instinct was right on that, but it's, you even said it, I said it in my example, you said it in yours that you did what was right and it still felt weird. Or in my case, I did what wasn't right. And where are these boundaries coming from? Where are these examples coming from? And it's like, I even, the first thing I wrote down, there is no such thing as normal or right. And that's exactly what the self-doubt and the reason we had lost our self-acceptance was because we both felt like we weren't doing what was right. Mm-hmm. Who's setting that? Like, why do we have this imaginary, like, line in our head of this is what you're supposed to do because we played the game of life growing up yeah i think society sets us up with these the scaffolding of this is what you need to do to be successful and i know especially working in education and then obviously being a student for as long as we were you're force-fed these are the steps Mm -hmm. like you go to school and then you go to college and i i know now there's definitely been a shift from pushing kids into like secondary education into trade school, which is great. We need those jobs and you're not going to be in hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. Like, but that was definitely pushed. And my husband stands true to this today. He got his um, college degree and the poor man, like he still wakes up having nightmares about homework. Like he was not someone who loved school, but he was like, I literally thought I was going to be a failure if I didn't go to college. And unfortunately, I think there's a lot of kids who got thrown in that boat and now have an absorbent amount of debt that goes with it. And that's not right. That's just what we were told. And when you're a kid and you're getting exposed exposure in the world, like you don't know any better. You're going to follow what people are telling you is going to work or what is right. And they kind of prey on that vulnerability. Absolutely. I think I'm trying to think of what helped me with really letting go of that like self expectation of needing to do a certain thing and being able to not accept what I was doing and who I was. And I think there's such a fine line between asking for advice and knowing when you need to trust your own gut. And I think like, let's look at your example three months ago when you, or not, I guess it maybe was about three months ago now when you needed my advice and it was helpful. That was a situation where asking for that advice actually did help you to regain your self-acceptance. But then I think there are some situations where people know what's right and what's good for them, but they need that outside validation that ends up just plummeting you because one person, like if you ask a bunch of people, not everyone is going to agree with you. That's literally the way it works. And you're going to hold on to the one that you don't agree with. It's just like, it's how, like we said, like you're going to hold on to the negative one. So I think you need to trust your gut and learn to trust your instinct and learn to accept yourself And then Susan, you did accept yourself, but you were still like having that moment of weakness and you reached out Mm -hmm. and the one comment was enough to like push you back on track versus if you're so full of self-doubt and self-guilt, if you reach out for help and you're relying on other people to tell you what to do, that's not going to work. So it was, it's the balance. 
going off of that, we've talked a lot about like your circle and who you tell things to. And if you wouldn't ask for their advice, don't ask for their opinion. And that is something like, I don't turn to many people at this point. I turn to you. I turn to my husband and some parental figures in my life. That is who I'm seeking advice or opinions from. Um, And no one, no one else, because, and at the end of the day, if you go to ask someone their opinion on something, whether it's your clothes, your career, a date you're going to go on, you already know what they're going to say. So if you're looking for someone to say no, you already know the answer before you ask them. So like, let's just waste the time of feeling bad for yourself when you don't get the answer you want, because you know, you're asking someone you shouldn't. And like you said, just rule with them. If you want to ask their advice, don't ask their opinion because it's just going to up for being insecure or upset or anything. Or if they're blowing smoke up your butt and you know that you're not, that's not the actual answer. Like deep down before you even ask the most of the time when you ask a question, you already know the answer. And you already know the answer you want. Yes. And that's a really good way of figuring it out too. Like if you're asking someone their opinion and you're expecting an answer, like you, I don't know, you already have that in your brain before you ask. Like, why don't you force yourself? Let's say you have like this huge dilemma, whatever, force yourself. I've never done this, but I'm, I'm going to try this now to do a five minute journal brain dump and say, ask yourself that question and write your advice to yourself. Yeah. And then I guarantee you, you probably won't need to go to anyone else for advice. And if you do, your question is going to be rephrased and saying, this is what I've decided to do. Can you help me make this happen instead of what should I do? And you know, it's a very like yeah. you're with the confidence because you've taken the time to identify what's going to work for you and yeah. what's the right thing for you. Couldn't agree more. What was our quote from yesterday? Was it, um, it don't take, don't take advice from people you wouldn't take criticism from or something like that? Yeah, I can pull it up. I think that's what it was though. Today, don't take criticism from anyone you wouldn't seek advice from. So pretty Very spot good. on. Yeah. And today is don't let a bad moment ruin a great day. Which is actually so spot on to how our day is gone. And mm-hmm. I want guys to know like our quotes we batch the month before so like we sit down and we do them together but that was written yep. in may and it happens more often than so often <laughs> that we're so in line like yeah like we said the universe always knows but yeah i think trust your gut i think that's really like yeah. the full circle of self-acceptance is Trust your gut and turn to people when when it's the right thing to do, not when you don't know what to do. And so you're feeling like down and weak and which turning to people is a really good thing if you can go in knowing what you knowing what you need. Yeah. Yep. I couldn't agree more. Do you want to get into favorites? I feel like that was a great way to wrap that up. I couldn't agree more. I'll go. My favorite this week is my little hair scarves that I got. <laughs> It's been, it was actually so funny because my spring Pinterest board that I was putting together, so many different photos that I, I didn't, I wasn't even purposely doing it. Like, I'm sure you're the same way. Like you go through and just pin anything that catches your eye. And a lot of my pins were of girls with um, hair scarves. And I don't know if it, it like screams very Italian to me. So I think that's why I was very much in the vibe, but then we there's this market once a week on Friday mornings. And so we went and I don't think we'll ever go again because it was so crowded and awful. And 
But that's not what we have to focus on here. We can focus on the nice part of that I found these scarves. So I love having the memory of finding silk Italian hair scarves at an Italian market, which is pretty, pretty special. And I'm having so much fun styling them. Like this is the third way I've styled them and I got them Friday. So endless possibilities. And I just feel like it dresses up an outfit and it's giving me joy. It's super cute. I love it. I love it. My favorite for the week is actually still in the box. I got it this morning and it's a cordless vacuum because this house, I'm so grateful, but this house is too big to keep clean with a vacuum on a cord. It was specifically for the stairs, but I'm going to use it in all the like nooks and crannies. And I'm excited to enter my like cleaning girl era. You know, all those TikToks where they like do the cleaning and the reset. So satisfying. Like that's what I spent all yesterday morning doing. Like I did my laundry. I did the bedding. I swept, I vacuumed and I'm like, Oh, like I love this. So I, I splurged, I invested and I got one of the small handheld ones, but the Dyson is next on my list because I want to be able to just cruise around this place every day. Like I hate vacuuming. And I think it's because, well, the noise, I hate the noise, but I think it's also the plugging in and the hassle of it, like coming undone is just frustrating. So I think if I have a cordless big one, if I use my little one, then I justify the big one. So I'm excited about that. Maybe something on your wish wish list should be one of those Roombas or like the robot vacuums. I can't. My mom has one and then I have to listen to it all day. If I didn't work from home, it wouldn't be an issue. But I... My parents have one at home. It only goes off at night. Oh, so they have their set during the day. So every time my dad's the same way, my dad and I, that thing turns on and we would go shut it off. My mom would be so mad. She'd be like, guys, this was a vacuum. Yeah. It runs the downstairs at night while they're asleep upstairs. And then if they're both out during the day or whatever, but with a big house, it might help. That actually might help. Yeah. Chris is going to be so happy to know that I'm considering it. (laughs) (laughs) what is your Uh, mantra of the week my mantra is actually we already talked about it but I just had to reiterate that if you wouldn't ask their advice don't ask their opinion and I've just been living by that and it's honestly like solved a lot of headaches because I'm not frustrated with the answer I already know I'm gonna get yep it's a freeing feeling like you said like you are gonna happen so why bother even stress also it makes me reflect on not only the advice I give when people ask me, but also like what I tell myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm just more conscious of my words and how I'm using them. And yeah, absolutely. My it's kind of funny because I feel like there's an underlying theme similar. My mantra of the week is everything works out for me. And I think it's kind of the same thing is like, you're saying like, I already know what's going to happen if I ask this person. So I'm just not even going to bother and not put myself through it. Similarly with this, everything works out for me. You just have to have that blind, like ignorant, like we said this earlier, like ignorant bliss is such a, like such a gift to yourself in so many situations. It's like, we know this is going to work out. We know what we're doing is good. So just like, don't even worry about the middle. Like, don't even worry about the how, like it's going to happen. So why would I worry? Why would I stress myself out about it? Which I feel like some iteration of this mantra is my mantra every week. And that's (laughs) who I am, but it's just like, don't even worry about it. We know we're going to get there. We don't need to know the how, and we'll just enjoy, we'll, we'll just enjoy the fact that we know everything works out for us. Yeah. I love it. What a good way to end this week's episode. You guys know the drill. Like and subscribe. And we'll be back next Wednesday with another episode. Thank you for watching.